All right, welcome back everyone. Thank you so much for those of you that are tuning in. We are continuing on with the Resources Within Reach series of Care by Christie Share the Care Show. I am Christy Fries. I am your host and founder of Care by Christie, which is creating a roadmap for elder care. And each and every Thursday, I'm bringing on a favorite resource of mine to share with all of you so that you can get to know them better, be able to reach out when the need arises, and have a face and a story to the name that you're reaching out to. So today I have Sarah with me. Thank you, Sarah, so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Christy. I'm very excited. Hey, me too. You're so welcome. So a lot of you have been following along and you kind of know how this goes, but if you are new, you can always catch our replays. If you're not able to tune in here live, you're always able to catch the replays on YouTube, all your favorite podcast platforms. You can just search, share the care. It's all one word. And on YouTube, it's at care by Christy, all one word as well. So catch our replays if you miss us here tonight on Thursday, but we're going to just dive right in and Sarah, I would love if you could introduce yourself to us and maybe give us a little bit of background on what led you to starting your business. Okay, thank you. Um, yes, I am Sarah Kendrick, and I have founded a business called uh, Raya Services. And it's a bit of a it's a bit of an unusual story, I suppose. Um, <laughs> in my <laughs> uh, in my former career, I was a music therapist, and um, I did that work for about fourteen years, and left that career in January of last year. Okay. Um, and when I finished, I wasn't sure what I was going to be doing next, but um, I had some time to figure it out, which was very, very fortunate. Um, and in March, I was actually reading an article about uh, a woman who had lost her husband. Um, they were actually very young. They were in their 40s. It was really unexpected. And so they weren't at all prepared for that because it was Right. Shouldn't have happened uh, at that right. point in time. Um, and in that article, she had talked about how difficult it was for her to have to make all those phone calls to different companies and different, um, you know, cell phone companies and things like that to say that he had passed away. And I had the thought that, yeah, that's really terrible that you should have to do that work. Isn't there anybody who can help families do that? Um, and so I started looking into it and I couldn't find anybody doing that. And I thought, well, maybe that somebody should be me. Ah. So, and, um, so yeah, so I started looking into what that would entail and what kind of things you would need to do to help a family finalize the estate. Um, and I realized how few families are actually prepared ahead of time too. Hmm. So that's when I started um, thinking about creating the pre-planning side of the business okay. um, and right, creating the book and uh, doing all of that work. So that is the interesting <laughs> version of how I got to how I got to be here. I love the music therapist component of that also. I think that's a super interesting and really helpful, I think, helpful background, even if it doesn't actually like go hand in hand. Like you're not providing music therapy now, but the the essence and the energy in which you do this process is similar, I feel. So definitely there are a lot of lessons that I learned in doing that work and a lot of skills that I developed that, that absolutely carry over, even though it's a completely different, a completely different field now. So yeah, it's so interesting just how those things kind of accumulate for us and then they just show up and we know how to do something because we've kind of already done it. 
Um, awesome. Well, can you tell us what REA Services stands for also? Absolutely, yes. Uh, so as I was considering the work and, and what I wanted to do, uh, boy, naming a business is really tricky. <laughs> 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 yes, and you have to really consider what it is that you want to represent and how you want to present yourself. And so I had come up with the acronym of uh, Relief, Healing, Empathy, and Advocacy. Mm. Um, and so I want to bring to families um, some of that relief and healing while working with empathy and advocacy on their behalf. So oh, it, seemed to, it seemed to fit what I'm trying to do. Yes, I love that. I also have an acronym acronym name as well. So it's it is tough. It's really and I was, you know, I go back and forth still where I'm like, should Christy have been in there? But then I love that it's in there and it's me. So it makes sense. It does. It does. Well, so I would love if you could tell us, and I know we're gonna get a little bit further down into um, the actual process of the pre-planning with you and my experience going through a little bit of it as well. So I'm excited to talk about that. But I think we should dispel some myths kind of right out the gate and talk about who this is for and maybe that it's not just for older adults. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's something that anybody who anybody who exists <laughs> should really, really consider. People. Yes. <laughs> all the people. Well, it seems like that's such a broad, a broad span. If you think about it, um, none of us have any guarantees and unfortunately we don't make it out. Um, right. Everyone, everyone passes and the kind of things that we leave behind are our legacy of what we had created while we were here um, in a lot of arenas, not just in this, of course, but in the way we lived our lives and the way we, the things that we valued and what we did. Yeah. And so um, I really see this as something that everyone should be, should be prepared with just because it can make things so much easier on um, your loved ones who are, who are left behind. Um, so I have worked with um, people who are in their thirties. Um, I've worked with people who are in their forties. <laughs> I've worked with some older folks as well. Um, but I really see the need um, for all kinds of people in all sorts of life stages. Um, you know, possibly someone who's single lives alone, who doesn't have somebody who's in their space to know what kinds of things would need to be taken care of. Um, but yeah, it's just something that I, I really feel everyone should do in some manner. It doesn't have to be with me, <laughs> but I think that it's, a wonderful thing to leave behind. It's a gift for those really that, that you leave behind um, in, in a way to care for them um, just by making things really clear. Yeah. And it's a way to continue caring for them when you're not here any longer. You know, I think that's a beautiful way to state that is that you're really leaving a gift and it's, if done at all, I'm not even saying done perfectly because I don't think that that probably exists, but even done well or even started, that's going to set your family up to succeed far beyond what it would be if you had nothing prepared. And Absolutely. we can, I mean, we can even just quickly talk about my experience and I am 30 and I did the first section of your pre-planning workbook course program and A, I still had many unknowns in my own, 
in my own initial process that I just like don't have immediate access to. So if something were to happen to me later today or tomorrow, like, well, now it's in a book with you, but previously to that, like nobody would have any idea where to locate those things. And there are tons of free resources to do it on your own. And you also offer some resources. Is that correct? I do. Yeah. I actually, um, I have a book for purchase on my website. Um, so you can get that book there. And the benefit of what I've created is it's actually a fillable PDF. So it is, um, something that doesn't take up much space physically, yeah. uh, cause you can actually store it on a flash drive. Um, and it's editable. Just change as, it. as far as I know forever, yeah. <laughs> probably not really forever, but <laughs> into the future. So as things change, um, there's no having to cross out or white out of, you know, a physical book. You can actually just go in and edit that book at any point in time. Um, and I've tried to really streamline the process. So you can get the book, you can do it on your own. Um, but I think that I bring a streamlined process, certainly, because I know why these things matter. I've done the research, I've looked into it, I can give you some examples and help you really understand why this might matter. Um, and just offer some, some perspective and helping you start some of those conversations with your families. And then also um, accountability. It's, it's a scheduled time. We have it in the books. It's, I'm going to work with you on this. And when we're done, this is going to be entirely filled out unless you chose not to share certain information, which is totally fine. Sure. But yeah, it's after those, after those sessions, it's done until something changes. So so two things that came up while you're saying that you also do like a follow-up call or like a touch base, say six months down the road, like, Hey, just a little gentle reminder. You may want to edit that PDF. You may want to update some of those things. And the little nuggets of kind of um, examples that you gave to me during my session, I was like, Oh yeah. What do the turtles eat? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I better go look at some of this stuff up. But yeah. even just like, if I were to go to the hospital and what that setting might feel or look like and how to make me the most comfortable and those that are caring for me set up for the best success, that just blew my mind. So good for you for adding all of those little personal touches in there. Makes a difference. You. Yeah, I've really tried to think through and do research and, and really understand what information might be needed in a lot of different situations. Because obviously, everybody's going to have different situations that come up in their lifetime. And so we can't prepare for everything. But I think we can do a lot of work to be prepared for what may and may not. Let's hope not. But we just don't know. So yeah, I, I've tried to cover a lot of bases. And in fact, so I um, created the book less than a year ago, and I'm already, <laughs> I'm making a second version because there's more things I need to add. Um, and I've realized as I've done the work with people, there are some yeah. things that I need to include. So it's, it's going to be, it's something that's ever evolving. Yes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I, my roadmap is going through version 2.0 right now. I'm trying to create a course around version 2.0 so that I can have a little bit more of an interactive feel. So I think it's just something that's going to continue. Like you said too, as, as you work with people and as you hear people say, Oh man, I would really, I need to think about this or that would be really awesome to add. You, you can add it. And that's a benefit for the collective. Like that's the overall purpose in this. And 
it's continued to come up almost every single Thursday that, and I think that's the benefit of having resources within reach, but it's being proactive versus reactive. And uh, I think you kind of mentioned it at the beginning where once someone's passed or once something, once a crisis happens, you're kind of in like a, oh crap. And to be the family member that has to continuously tell that same story, ah, that's, mm, it doesn't feel very good. So being proactive versus being reactive is a continuing theme. Yes. Well, and I think it just makes all the difference because if you can plan ahead for some of those things and you've already thought it through, you've already thought through what you might want or what you might wish or um, how you'd like for something to go. You don't have to try and respond in that moment because you've already considered it. Right. So it just, yeah, I think that being proactive as often as possible is a good plan. We're shifting. I think, I, I think the paradigm is shifting into that a little bit. And as people have more tools and have more access to the tools that can help them and not feel like they have to do it alone. I think that there's hope for that. Absolutely. All right. Another question that I have for you is, are there any other instances when an estate closure service might be helpful? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So the estate closure piece is where I can come alongside the family and provide some support in finalizing someone's affairs. So helping them to file life insurance claims or um, making some of those phone calls to cancel appointments or services or different things like that. There are so many details um, that have to be managed after someone passes, unfortunately. And it, it all, it usually falls to the family because that's who is there to take care of that. Um, so that's a way that I can come alongside them. But I've actually spoken with some other people who had said, you know, this actually might be really beneficial for example, someone who's going through a divorce. Mm. Um, you have to make a lot of those same phone calls and do a lot of that same work um, after, after getting a divorce or going through something like that. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I had considered that <laughs> I was like, that is very interesting. I hadn't had that thought initially. Um, someone had also mentioned, you know, at, at, at a pet's passing, um, just because they may not want to have to make some of those calls and handle some of those details. They don't want to get, you know, paperwork on, you know, say their microchip registry or something right. like that after, you know, as a reminder of something that might've happened. And so if somebody wanted some assistance with some of those details, I could, I could do that as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's just being able to provide some of that support to people can be really meaningful. You're the perfect person to do it. You're so good. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I have one more question before we, I have two more questions. I have a lot of questions, folks. Is the pre-planning, and I can, I can answer this question also. So I'm going to let you answer and then I'll give my answer. Is pre-planning only useful when you're also planning for end of life? It is not. Um, And I, I've, Again, it's something that I've been learning more and more of as I speak with people and as I work with people, um, some more instances when that would be really helpful information to have. So it does not need to be considered just end of life planning. Um, I am working with someone who her wallet was stolen several years ago. I know. And so she didn't have any of those cards or any of that information. Um, And in fact, I think they like her social security card was in there. And so she hadn't, she didn't have it. And um, so, 
having some of that information written down, it's so much easier to then call the credit card companies and say, hey, my wallet was stolen. Um, you may not know. Yeah, every, every credit card has a different phone number on the back of who you're supposed to call if something happens with your card. But if something happens with your card, where do you have that number? <laughs> you know, you can go online to look, but they've got a whole lot of different numbers. Yeah. And it's going to take you extra time to be able to figure out who should I really be calling? Um, So that's an instance where that could be really helpful. Um, I'd also done, um, I had taken a disaster prep, uh, continuing education course. And um, actually I got a lot of really useful, helpful information from that. But that was something else that came to my attention was in a situation, you know, this person had gone through a wildfire in Colorado. Um, And so they lost a lot of important paperwork and things because they could only take so much. Um, They had to evacuate pretty quickly Um, in a situation like that. Again, this is on a flash drive and you can have, um, there's plenty of space. You can have your will, a copy of your will, a copy of your um, birth certificates, marriage certificates, you know, all of that important information. You can have copies on this flash drive and then all you have to grab is this little device, you know? And so, um, in a situation like that, where you have to be, be quick and you have to, exactly. <laughs> so it can be useful even honestly in any big life change. So say you're, you move or you get married or get divorced. Again, th- that information can be really helpful for a lot of those big life events. You have another baby or a baby for the first time. Um, just because there's so much information and as we go more towards more digital and having things more, be more online, it's going to be that much easier to lose track of things just because there's so much out there. So keeping an ongoing record is going to be really helpful for all of those events. I love, I just love the idea of it all being in one spot. I am a chronic like multiple notebook user where I'll like start one or planners I just like decided that I want a new planner, but then all my passwords and all the things I wrote at the back live in the back of that old planner. And then I'm like, Oh, that's not very helpful over there. Is it? Yes. (laughs) So it's even something like, I don't know, even my first segment segment that I've gone through with you, like just to know that that is at a quick access, I can just grab it and have access to it whenever I need it. I could send it to my mom. I could send it to James. Like anybody could easily access that safely and ooh, will you tell us about that also yeah definitely I have done everything that I can to make sure <laughs> that things are going to be as safe as possible um, so all of the <clears throat> so as I go through the pre-planning process with people I keep all of those books <clears throat> on a locked flash drive the books are also password protected mm-hmm. and um, that locked flash the flash drive that has a password on it is kept in a locked cabinet so it's Ah, (laughs) so it's nothing is (laughs) nothing is actually kept on my computer because I don't want it to be able to be accessed Um, it's really important information I want to make it as secure as possible and so then when I do provide those two people again that book is password protected um, and it comes on a flash drive and either I um can mail that to someone who is farther away um, with tracking information and all of that. <laughs> or um, if you live nearby, I can, I can deliver those. So um, yeah, I just, again, I've tried to make things as safe as possible. Um, and then I do let people 
so <laughs> how long my dog? <laughs> Home office, right? Right, I love it. <laughs> um, so if after I do finish that process with someone, I will keep the book on on my files um, for 60 days so that people okay. can make sure that everything's as it should be, um, check all that information and, and look it over. Um, and then I delete it from my records entirely. So I do not keep a copy on file um, because it's, it's important, sensitive information. I don't need to have access to it forever. That's right. just, it should be kept safely with, with the other, with who owns it. Um, so yeah, so I do have a little bit of a time so that people can check it out and make sure that everything's okay. But then it is, it's gone from my records too. Awesome. I love that. So I know we've kind of touched on it a couple times, um, but I would love if you could kind of walk us through just maybe a bird's eye view of what that process looks like from kind of the initial reach out, a consultation, like what's that process look like um, to work with you? Sure. And I will talk about um, the two different sides a little bit differently because they are a little bit different. Um, So for the pre-planning, I, well, for both, I'm able to do um, an initial consultation. I'm happy for people to meet me. Um, I know that I am new to this space and new at what well, it's a new service altogether. So a lot of people just aren't familiar with that. So I'm happy to meet with them um, by zoom uh, over the phone, however they prefer um, and able to do that. And they can do, they can do that on my website or they can reach out to me on the phone, email, however they want to. Um, so we can do that initial consultation. And then for the pre-planning um, I have it set up so that it's three sessions Um, pretty typically. Now, again, if somebody has more information or it takes a little while longer for us to go through the process, that's fine. Um, But the typical typical scenario is three sessions. Um, It takes about three and a half hours to do all of the work with me. Um, And so I send out a little welcome letter before each session, which provides a checklist of all the information that we'll go through in that session. Um, So I typically suggest that people schedule sessions about two weeks apart so that they can kind of gather up all of that information for the next session. I don't want it to be too rushed um, for people to feel like, oh my gosh, we have to get all of this information together because it can be very overwhelming. It's a lot of information, but I think it's really easy to kind of lose momentum on those things. So two weeks seems to be about the right span to where, um, all keep that momentum. Yep. You can, you have time to gather it, but then it's also done in a month and a half and then it's, it's just done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah. So um, that's kind of what that process looks like. And then um, for the estate closure, it's a little bit different just because it's, it's more individualized. So it's very much, how can I help? What do you need? Um, so again, we can have that same consultation. We can have that same, um, same time to talk and for them to get to know me, but then it's just really trying to understand how I can best support the family. So if they need me to make some of those phone calls and kind of follow up on, on some of the details of someone's passing, I can do that. Um, if they need other resources, so say they were to need a handyman or, um, a lawyer or, someone to help them move out of their loved one's house or close things down. I have resources for that too. So it's, um, and again, that can all be done virtually as well. So by phone or by zoom. Um, and then it's just kind of going forward with what, with what they most need. 
Um, it's and that is done. Um, so the pre-planning is just a flat rate for for the whole service. It includes the book. It includes everything. Um, and then the uh, estate closure piece is actually it's hourly, um, but I bill it in in quarter hours <laughs> in, in units, they call them in what I used to do, um, because I just think that it's really important to be um, respectful and mindful of people's money. And I don't want it to be something where someone feels like I haven't spent enough time on something. When I can break it down by a 15 minute increment and say, well, here's exactly how long it took for me to do this piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want it to be really transparent, really clear, um, and really easy to understand why why something is the way that it is. So, yeah. That's awesome. I didn't, I wasn't fully um, understanding of the estate closure side. That makes so much sense. That's so smart. And yeah. And anybody that's watching this or listening to this replay or knows you personally knows that you're here to help. And it's not like you said, it's you're here to be transparent and to really like the goal is to help. And so by doing that, it's just going to a set you both up for a greater success. So I love that. There was something else that you said during there and now I have forgotten it. That's all right. I love the estate closure side of it. And, Oh, I remember I came back. The one of the favorite, my favorite things of the pre-planning is that those three sections that you start with the least invasive and kind of work your way down or up, whatever way you want to look at it. And that just felt really comforting for me. I know I mentioned this to you when we actually met for our session and I know you and I love you and I like working with you. And even I still felt that it was like this much of like a, hmm, hmm. But I also knew that you were going to take great care of me and that you were not going to lead me astray and that you were going to make sure that I was set up for success. And so that's like my overarching theme here as well as I want people to feel that after they watch this. And if you're watching, you should feel comfortable because Sarah's fantastic. And I was just smooth sailing and I've only done a third of it and I feel set up for success. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just felt like it was really important to build that trust piece. It's people are really vulnerable talking about stuff that's, um, either in either case, um, it's, it's a lot of information. It's a very big ask to say, Hey, I'm a stranger. Don't you want me to come and help you? (laughs) Um, and so again, I wanted people to feel as comfortable as possible. And then the other thing, um, that I know that we had talked about too, is if there's anything you don't feel comfortable sharing in the pre-planning or in the state closure place, either, if you, if there's something you don't want me to handle, that's fine. Um, you just, for the pre-planning, you can just say, I'm not comfortable sharing that, or I will fill it in on my own. Yep. And again, because it's that editable book, you can do that. Yep, you can. So it's, I never want people to feel uncomfortable. I want to provide them as much comfort and peace of mind as I can while doing this work. So that's always been really important to me. And it's huge. That's just, I just think that the more resources that are this way, we're going to slowly, maybe even rapidly, break down that stigma and that barrier that kind of surrounds pre-planning or that kind of surrounds being proactive, especially in this space. I know that you are serving a greater population than just the older adults and, and just family caregivers. But those are also just regular folks too that are probably like, oh, huh, 
I haven't thought about doing that for myself and could totally feel comfortable to do so. So thank you so much for all that you do. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm happy to do it. Ah, all right. My favorite question is here, friends. <laughs> if you just would love to, I know you love to, share your favorite self-care practice with all of us. Yes, I um, have been using the Headspace app to meditate for the past couple of years, and I have found it to be so lovely. But it's not something that I had ever done before, and um, actually my husband had recommended it to me, um, and I, I've really loved it. There's, I just have found it to be so beneficial and so helpful in bringing the kind of energy that I want into the world. <laughs> It's not always easy. (laughs) It's work. It's definitely work. And it's, I think that that's like, I think the biggest misconception is anybody that's watched these, I'm obsessed with meditation. And I think that that misconception is that you're just like sitting in silence doing nothing and that that's not work. You're being lazy if you're sitting in silence doing nothing. And that is not true. It is incredibly tough work. Yeah. But the benefit of it, Mm. it's very good work. It's such, it's completely changed my life. And I was definitely like raised and grew up in that hustle, 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 hustle kind of mindset and mentality and the ability to kind of just settle in. And I heard, I use insight timer, which is similar to headspace. And I heard somebody on there say that it's really just recognizing and sitting with the, the space between our thoughts and I thought that was just so, hmm. I liked that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good stuff. All right. Is there any final things that we've maybe forgot to mention or that you would love to share? I think we've covered it pretty well. Just know that if there are questions, um, if I don't know how to answer them, I will figure it out. <laughs> So I just hope that people um, feel comfortable reaching out and uh, starting to ask some of those questions and having some of those conversations, even on their own with their own loved ones. I just think it's so important that we start to have that conversation, have that, have that chat. Don't let it be a mystery. Don't assume that everybody else knows what you would have wanted or that you know what they want. Um, Just, I think that the better we can be educated, um, the better off we all are. So absolutely. And if you're, if you just heard that back and you were like, I don't know what I want, you're an amazing person to reach out as well, because that's kind of where I found myself and, and it really has helped shift a lot of things for me. So I appreciate you for taking the time and doing the first section with me. It was, thank you. I was glad to do it. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me this evening. It has been a wonderful time getting to know you better. And I super appreciate your time. And that's all, folks. I will see you all next week. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Thank you, Christy. You're welcome. Bye.